Welcome to You Relevant, the podcast that is all about helping you find relevance in the economy of now. My name is Mike Wheeler, and I'm an online instructor, entrepreneur, and cloud career coach. I gravitate towards tools and tech that enable you to create something new, advance your career, and find the intersection between attainable and essential. In this episode, we're going to talk about lessons from the Luddites in the fourth industrial revolution. Let's quickly go over those first three industrial revolutions, and then we'll talk about where we find ourselves now today in the beginning of the fourth industrial revolution, as well as looking at history of people that resisted these technological shifts, such as the Luddites, and how we can learn from those mistakes from prior generations so that we know how to pivot more quickly into this fourth industrial revolution. So we are in the fourth industrial revolution. So just real quickly, the first industrial revolution was all about coal, water, and steam. This was the advent of the steam engine and other innovations such as that. The second industrial revolution came about with the invention of electricity as well as mass production. So you need to think about around the late 1800s to the early 1900s and mass production, especially with Ford Motor Company and assembly lines. And then the third industrial revolution really gets going around the 1950s, and this has to do with computers and digital systems. And now with the fourth industrial revolution, this has been coined by the World Economic Forum as the cyber physical systems, as in the merging of the capabilities of humans and machines. This is really denoted by artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things. What's different about this current Industrial Revolution, which we're really just beginning, is that the prior Industrial Revolutions took advantage of things that we used in our everyday lives, such as printing press or steam engines or even computers. And now in this fourth Industrial Revolution, we see these technological advancements are embedded into our own lives and sometimes even into our own bodies. And there's this melding between man and machine where that line is being blurred as far as where do machines end and humanity begin. And there is some debate about whether we're still in the third industrial revolution or if this is indeed the fourth Previous to COVID-19 and the pandemic and quarantines, I thought that we were still in the third industrial revolution and we wouldn't really look upon the time that we're in now as anything other than a continuation of computers. And what began with the third industrial revolution were personal computers. And then with the advent of the internet, some thought that just with the internet coming along, that would be the start of the fourth industrial revolution. I felt like history would look back on this time that we're in now as still just the third. But what really changed things in my own mind was this advent of of quarantines and everyone needing to work more remotely in general and just the advent of remote work. And so I do feel like there is a fundamental shift now with the way business is done because of just the upheaval and change that has been made to the workplace and to the education system with more and more being done online. So whether it's the third or the fourth, what we can learn is that the one constant in business and in life is change and that there's never typically a long stagnant period with a lack of innovation and what we've seen is as we continue to build upon the shoulders of previous giants and previous generations is that this innovation is going and growing at a hastened pace and the things that have been invented in my lifetime are mind-boggling if you look at where we were even a hundred years ago to today it is amazing to think what has come along or even in the past 20 or 30 years with the advent of the internet, for example, something that I couldn't have imagined as a child that now I can't imagine living without. And then as well, the mobile internet with cell phones in our pockets and always being connected wherever we may be in the world. 
I mentioned this term Luddite. Now, just real briefly, the Luddites were a group of individuals, and this was in the early 19th century, that were clinging to an old technology. And this would be British weavers and textile workers, and they did not like the use of mechanized looms and knitting frames. And they started to gather together and wage a war against the machines. And they would be in protest destroying these mechanized looms because they saw that the time that they spent developing this skill of doing this weaving and this craftsmanship may have been wasted because of the threat posed by this oncoming automation. And what's really pinpointed as the peak upheaval as far as the Luddites were concerned was around 1812. It was during an attack on a mill near Huddersfield in the United Kingdom. And the army there had to deploy several thousand troops to round up these dissidents and many were hanged or transported to other countries. And by about 1813, a lot of that resistance had faded. You will see, even in the modern day, I want to talk about some of these modern day Luddites and how we can have these ill-conceived notions that we can cling to what brought us success in the past and just deny the obvious of how things are changing around us. And somehow we can, through sheer ignorance or stubbornness, just keep the advent of technology from encroaching on our turf. And so some of those modern day examples of industries that I think are ripe for disruption and industries that you may want to consider either avoiding or pivoting out of. One example would be car dealerships. Now with the advent of Tesla and the electronic vehicles and the direct-to-consumer model that they typically employ, there's been a lot of different car dealerships that have been threatened by that model and there's been legislation to try to ban Tesla from operating in certain states and you can Google and look that up as far as there's an established middleman typically is what this looks like in a lot of these technologies and industries that end up being turned on their head, oftentimes people realize they don't need a middleman. They can go direct. And so car dealerships versus Tesla would be one. Another would be real estate. I know personally great realtors that provide value, but I also see that in the area of real estate that this is a movement more towards direct-to-consumer and this service that realtors provide is becoming commoditized to where you can buy a home with a click of a button or get a mortgage with a click of a button. There's a lot of complexity inside of real estate transactions, a lot of legal concerns, and there's definitely a lot of technology being developed to try to remove some of those barriers. Another example would be Uber or Lyft, these rideshare companies that a few years ago you would have thought you would never get in a car with a complete stranger. And this has posed a real problem for taxi companies and these different drivers or companies that spend a lot of money to have their medallions in order to certify that they have the legal right to transport people in certain locations. And a lot of that's been turned on its head through apps such as Lyft and Uber, obviously. And then as well, photographers is another industry that prior to the past 20 years, photographers enjoyed being able to charge premium rates. And there was a higher barrier to entry because the equipment was expensive. And back when it was film instead of digital, it was cost prohibitive. So it wasn't open to the public so much. Now everyone has a camera on their phone and photography's become commoditized in many ways. And so the way that photographers can survive is through volume instead of charging these premium rates. And so you're seeing this race to prices going down and going for mass scale and quantity rather than charging these exorbitant rates in order to survive. And so the point of this is that history is repeating itself in this day and age in that everything is in an upheaval. There's a lot of change coming. And I want to just make it clear that you need to learn the lessons laid out before us that we can learn from the Luddites.
recognize that resistance is indeed futile. The economy is going to change. Technology is going to advance regardless of how much we try to personally resist it. Technology and the economy doesn't care about our feelings. It doesn't care about our past. It doesn't care about our resume. The economy and technology is always looking for a better way to save people time and money to reduce pain, to reduce friction in the marketplace, to make things easier. And whenever there's an opportunity to realize those advances, if you don't take advantage of that, then someone else will. And that's why it's so important to gravitate towards tools and technology that make life and the workplace easier, that can cut down costs, that can reduce redundancies, that can retire old systems. And because we are in a global recession, thanks to COVID-19 and record unemployment, what is a given is that companies are going to be looking for ways to reduce their expenses. They're going to be looking at ways to reduce redundancies and how to streamline processes. They're going to be looking at ways of retiring old antiquated systems and ways to move more and more of their technological infrastructure to the cloud. Definitely going from trying to provide the manpower and the staffing of running their own data centers, for example, and offloading that either to Salesforce or Amazon or some other cloud service. And so the cloud is the place to be as far as the rush to a safer ground in this economic downturn. If you tend to work more hands-on with data centers and computers, being able to safely pivot to the cloud is of utmost importance to you right now. And that's why Salesforce is so instrumental in your future success in many ways. If this is a newer technology to you or you're unaware of what Salesforce is, in a nutshell, it enables you to build world-class applications with clicks instead of code. It is approachable to just about anyone. If you can operate a computer, if you can operate a mouse, if you understand in a general level spreadsheets, if you have some sort of idea about databases, if you can run Excel or Microsoft Word, you have enough mental and technical ability to figure out Salesforce. It is very approachable. It is very doable. And what sets it apart is it is highly customizable. It's not necessarily about sales, but empowering you to build world-class enterprise applications that will work on the desktop or on mobile with clicks instead of code. I mentioned that resistance is indeed futile, and so I do want to encourage you to pivot early rather than getting comfortable with the status quo. And I understand the saying, you need to dance with the one who brought you. But in the marketplace, once you see the winds of change are blowing heavily, it is indeed a great idea to pivot early. And sometimes often you may be required to make multiple pivots in order to get to the end goal of finding your niche in this next normal. And another thing I want to talk about in looking at this lesson that the Luddites can provide us in this fourth industrial revolution is that even if things weren't changing out there in the marketplace, just recognize that your own career just naturally will change and evolve over time. Because of the different seasons of life, you'll find that depending on your age and your family dynamic, what would be an adequate job for you now may not serve the same purpose a few years from now. And I just look back on my own career, and there's been times where with a growing family, one of my primary motivators was just needing to make more money. And then as well, there were times where I needed to make a change based on the location of where we happen to reside there were certain industries that started to go down and then other industries that started to go up. 
I was born and raised in the state of Oklahoma, and as a child, it was a given that the oil industry was a booming economic force there in the middle of the country. And then over time, that started to fade away more in importance. Now I find myself residing in the Nashville, Tennessee area. One of the industries besides country music is healthcare. And so that is something that I advise people in the area that I'm in to look at is to find the intersection of healthcare and IT or cloud. So health and cloud related things is something that's a good safe area to be because there's a lot of jobs. Healthcare tends to be considered essential now as well. And in this area that I'm in, that is an industry with a lot of jobs. Now it's not so much location isn't so specific now because we are more in a remote workforce. And I see that even Nashville based companies are hiring people in California or New York and other states to fit specific needs and to do the work remotely for a large part. But if you are looking for relevance in the economy of now, you do need to look at your surroundings and look at where you reside, what the strong areas are. You can get research on this. LinkedIn publishes monthly reports on many different geographic locations as far as what industries are rising and falling. So look for that as well. Look at your age, your family dynamic, your goals for the next five or 10 years and try and match that up with what are the feasible and attainable jobs and careers out there that will fit those goals, recognizing that in the next five or 10 or 20 years, you're probably going to have to make several pivots. So the goal here is to get comfortable with pivoting because that is going to be what your future is going to look like. It's just the way that it is at the 30 or 40 years of service and receiving a watch at your retirement and a pension are for the most part gone and most people will be jumping from job to job to job and also out of necessity with a lot of layoffs and unemployment there's this growing groundswell of the gig economy which is working its way up more and more into the higher ranks even into the executive ranks so a few years ago we looked at the gig economy as someone delivering food or driving for uber now we've got the gig economy going across all sorts of professional services and so you may not necessarily have the career that you thought you were going to when you came out of high school or college and thinking that you're going to find somewhere to reside for a 20 or 30 year run. There's no harm in a 20 to 30 week run then pivoting to the next thing that is a step up or is a lateral move, sometimes even a backwards move in order to get to ultimately where you want to be, which is finding that intersection of attainable and essential. Now, I do recommend that you look into Salesforce as one of those tools that can get you where you want to be because it is such a vibrant and large and growing ecosystem, and they are well positioned heading into the future. Now, one of those reasons that I've been talking to others that work in this ecosystem as to why Salesforce is so well positioned is because given the economic backdrop of the uncertainty that we find ourselves in and the record unemployment, it just makes sense that companies are looking for ways to cut costs and reduce redundancies and retire old systems. And that is what Salesforce does really well is it helps to automate processes that used to be manual and used to be time expensive and burdensome. And as well, you can combine a lot of different older systems and retire those and have everything be in one place. They're in the cloud, accessible to anyone anywhere in the globe. Empowering a mobile workforce is more important than ever. So it is something that I'm doubling down on in this 
post-COVID world as far as recommending that you really take a good hard look at this particular platform because it is so attainable, because it is, quite frankly, very easy to learn. So I've got all sorts of courses about learning Salesforce. You can look those up. You can check out MikeWitherMediaPlus.com. And I do recommend for 99% of you, what will be a good starting point is the administrator certification. Now I want to talk about that briefly as well. The Salesforce Administrator Certification is where you learn the fundamentals of the platform. It is there that you learn about setting up users, setting up the security model, and you learn object-oriented principles. These are things that are really hard to figure out if you're dealing in code. But the Salesforce platform makes all of that really attainable. So by learning the platform, you have a lot of transferable skills that will relate to other platforms as well. You may not ultimately end up on the Salesforce platform particularly. I know students that started off learning Salesforce and they pivoted to some other competitor product or something that was a different cloud offering. But because of learning the platform and the fundamentals and learning about customer relationship management for marketing, sales, and service, this gives you a really good and broad and in-depth understanding of how to configure business systems for success into the future. And so it's that administrator certification that I encourage you to check out if you haven't yet. And as I mentioned, you can check out my classes as well. There's also Trailhead by Salesforce at trailhead.salesforce.com. I'll provide a link to that as well in the description of this show. And so let's not be like the Luddites and their heads in the sand and be trying to wage war against the machines. But in this fourth industrial revolution that we are just walking into now, let's embrace what we do best as humans, which is communication and figuring out nuance and then let the machines do what they do best. Let's not try and destroy the machines because that will not be a recipe for success in this age. But instead, let's pivot early rather than resisting where things are heading. Resistance is futile and life is a series of pivots and your career is one that is in motion. And so let's just go with it really look at or be aware of what products or services are becoming commoditized and try and avoid that and instead look at ways that you can scale your own products and services that you provide. And before you know it, you will find your own niche and your own specialty. And that may be providing consulting services or development or creating applications, whatever it be, you can create something that gives you more control over your future so that you can pivot, you can see where things are heading and provide an answer to these questions that life presents you and the marketplace presents you. If you can meet a need, you will find success in the next normal. So if you could please do this new podcaster a solid, please share this podcast with others. I also want to hear your voice. Please do reach out to me. I want to include the voices of my listeners. If you have any questions, leave that in a voice message. You may be featured in a future episode. And please subscribe, share, spread the word about you relevant. And together we'll help you and others find relevance in the economy of now. Thanks. Thanks.